And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Jazz Cannon was born in Afghanistan, where life for women meant you were a piece of property with no rights and no voice, covered yourself in a burqa, and were subservient to the men in your family. In her upcoming book, she'll share the story of how she overcame adversity and went on to flourish with her new life in the United States. In this conversation, we'll explore the chapters of Jazz Cannon, including her most recent one about a legendary mission to save Afghan orphans and children from the Taliban. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. This is how Charles Dickens begins his famous novel, A Tale of Two Cities. In the novel of your life, Jazz Cannon, I'd like to hear about the best of times and the worst of times, not about two cities, but about one country. You were born there, you left there, and you recently went back there. Jazz, please share the best memory and the worst memory you have of Afghanistan. Thank you so very much, Ali, for um, uh, inviting me to your uh, to your podcast. I'm very, very thrilled for this opportunity and time with you. Um, I love how you quoted A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> and it, it truly was, I may, if I may add, it was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. You know, um, my best times were in my early school years. I was a very smart kid, um, always came first or third place in my school. Um, my favorite subject was literature. So one time my teacher decided to uh, test my talent. So she brought a university textbook and she asked me to read a page out of the book in front of all the students in the class. Uh, I didn't hesitate and, you know, I started reading every word. I could see her jaw literally dropping. She was amazed <laughs> and she asked me, how were you able to read such an academic level book with ease? And Ali, I never forget that moment. I felt so proud, you know, but then with the change of the government and the Taliban's first reign in the 90s, my life changed with a blink of an eye. You know, I saw myself fleeing the country with my family, with uh, just a bag of clothes. I saw war right before my eyes as a child. Um, my five-year-old cousin got shot and killed on the street. My uncle was shot and injured. Um, my aunt's husband went missing and she was left with no home or income and uh, uh, with her two children. Uh, my father's life was threatened because he was uh, working for the government at the time. So we escaped the country and crossed the border to Pakistan and then took refuge temporarily, um, thinking that we would be leaving the country to come to the United States in just a few weeks. But uh, little did we know that our waiting period would be almost a decade before we were able to leave. Um, in Pakistan, we did not know the language, the people, or its culture. 
So I found myself uh, being homeschooled by my father. Uh, almost all my teenage life was spent at home studying. I had limited friends and uh, not much physical activities. Uh, my parents were keeping me and my siblings safe, but safe meant being locked down, locked up in a two-bedroom apartment with limited water supplies and constant uh, power outages. Now that's in a nutshell my life story. Thank you, first and foremost, for sharing that. Um, you know, our lives and the courses that we follow are often influenced both by mm. people we've known all our lives and also mm. by people that we've only just met. So I'd like to start this next question this way. Your father. How mm. did your father, Jazz, how did your father shape your life as, as a girl growing up? My dad is my hero. <laughs> growing up, all of my, of all of my siblings, I was the one following him everywhere. I wanted to be just like him. He spoke so eloquently. I could listen to him for hours. He was always helping people. He was patriotic and loved his country. He believed in democracy. He was for the people, by the people. Um, it was because of my dad that I am where I am today. Um, you know, despite our immigration, financial hardships, uh, emotional struggles. He never stopped taking care of our family, uh, in particularly our education. Uh, he couldn't afford to pay for our school tuition, but he, but he was also a firm believer that the future of his children was going to be in a Western country. So we studied Oxford English textbooks at home. Uh, he was the principal of our school. He was the dean. He was the teacher. He was the substitute teacher all in one. <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> um, his famous words were, English is the language of brute. And he was right. Today, I am so grateful to be in a position to help those who are going through the same struggle that I did 20 years ago, but trusting that they don't get to spend a decade of their lives in the wilderness like I did. Wow, wow, that is incredible. And so what an incredible role your father did have in your life uh, that's shaped the world that you that you live in now. Um, you know, so let's switch gears now to not someone you've known all your life, but someone you will know for the rest of your life. Legend is your partner in serving a purpose greater than yourselves with the Legend Group. Please share first, how the two of you met, second, what you've done so far, and then finish up with what you're doing now to help children in Afghanistan. Uh, I know almost everyone involved in uh, Afghanistan today or the evacuation community uh, uh, know this man who goes by the call sign legend. But uh, to those outside of that community who may not know legend, legend is the founder of our uh, NGO, uh, the Legend Group Foundation. Uh, legend was born in Panjshir Valley, Afghanistan. He came to the U.S. as a nine-year-old boy, and as soon as he was able to, he joined the U.S. Army, and he became one of the first and few Afghan Americans in the U.S. military. 
Um, Legend became a staff sergeant and worked in the U.S. military uh, intelligence community during uh, undercover operations. Uh, he also worked for and his um, um, his friends with his former boss, the highest ranking officer of the U.S. Army, the four-star general uh, Joseph Vitale. So um, in August 2021, when the last U.S. soldier left Afghanistan, Legend went back to save his own family, but ended up rescuing 530 individuals to date. Um, there were American citizens, green card holders, uh, religious minorities, etc. He uh, frequently travels to Afghanistan to help with humanitarian efforts and uh, uh, resistance efforts. That is the reason we cannot, uh, we, we can't reveal his identity or show his face or say his name uh, for the uh, you know, foreseeable future. We will continue calling him by his call sign, Legend. Ergo, the Legend Group Foundation. Um, he is loved by the Afghan diasporas in U.S. who has found his new hero, their new hero in him. Uh, he's loved by the U.S. veteran community because he's an American combat veteran. Uh, he's loved by U.S. senators and congressional representatives because uh, they see him as a bridge between Afghanistan and the U.S., uh, we respect him for the amazing work he does, rescuing children, our own American citizens, and uh, Afghan allies. He has 900 children under his care right now, mostly girls you know, who are prohibited from uh, uh, education. Uh, for his service and hard work, a city in California gave him a proclamation declara uh, declaring March 21st, as Legend Day. Uh, this is a very proud moment for all of us since uh, this marks the first time a living Afghan American has been honored with his own day in America. Now, I met Legend after a, uh, uh, a politician in California who was a fan of Legend's work came across my online social media channel channels and uh, asked me um, that I should meet with Legend. So the politician arranged the meeting and I went to meet with Legend and I decided then and there that I would leave, go part-time in my job and join the Legend Group to help his cause. Um, so to date, uh, Legend Group has rescued 530 people, which includes American citizens, green card holders, minorities and government officials. Um, we just helped rescue, actually, yeah, we just helped rescue an American citizen who was born in Virginia, but ended up in Afghanistan working for the CIA. It took it took several months, but they're finally home. Um, the Legend Group has provided them uh, meals and uh, medicine to uh, them and to thousands of other individuals. Um, actually, two children uh, born in our safe houses were named legend wow. <laughs> and we plan on continuing our work that's incredible incredible um so needed the work that you're doing uh you know so again the course of our lives being influenced by perfect strangers at time perfect strangers that have a powerful story jazz please share the story of raya would love to hear the story about her pens and everything else. Yes. 
Yes. Well, um, on my last visit in Afghanistan back in August, um, this past August, while I was in Kabul, Legend was taking me to the kids that Legend Group has adopted. So on my way, I saw this girl on the street. She kept approaching me, asking me to buy a pen. Her face, Ali, was fully covered with black hijab. And I could only see her, you know, just her eyes. Um, she was as tall as I was. She was holding a set of blue pens in her hand. Uh, she reached me and asked if I could buy a pen for 10 Afghanis, which is about 11 cents. I asked her why she was, you know, selling these pens on the street and why wasn't she at school instead? And then that's when she shared a tragic and really disturbing story. But she said, we don't have food to feed us. Uh, she was on, in the uh, 11th grade when the Taliban took over and shortly after she was um, no longer allowed to go to school. And then she started, you know, bursting into tears as I could tell her heart was just exploding with pain as she shared her story. Both her mom and dad were working for the government. So after the Taliban invasion, they both quit their jobs in fear of losing their lives. And then her father went out looking for work every day. They ran out of their savings real quick, um, which put them in a desperate need for a job. Then her father, seeing no other choice, decided to check on his you know, former friends from the government in hope of getting back to work. Unfortunately, that led him straight to the Taliban. Um, she said that they caught him and killed him. This news got to their neighbors and the neighbors warned her mother and that uh, she needs to hide and the Taliban are looking for her. She said that um, mom didn't even have the time to mourn her father's death and focus on packing their clothes to leave the city with um, her six children. Unfortunately for the family again, the Taliban entered the, their home, captured her mother. She said she saw four very angry men with guns. They dragged her mom out of the house and into the front yard. Two of their men um, used their guns as beating tools and they beat her bloody. Um, Roya was holding on to her five uh, crying young siblings while just you know, screaming, help, please stop beating our mom. Um, they told her that they were gonna come back for her. Um, Roya saw them carrying, uh, tying her mom's hands with uh, scarves and took her out to, uh, of the house and dumped her into the trunk of a, of a uh, white vehicle. And to this day, um, she never saw her mom again. And she does not know if she's dead or taken as a sex slave. Uh, she's living with her uncle, but he can't afford to keep the kids at school and feed them while taking care of his own family. So... Roya and her young sister are out on the streets every day selling pens, matches, and napkins. She said they're all missing school, but there's nothing they can do um, to help themselves. And uh, uh, since she lives with her uncle, other Taliban have asked her uncle to um, have her married off to one of the Taliban men. But her uncle has refused this because she's just a teenager. Um, Roya said that this can, that, that he can only refu refuse them so many times. They are going to take her by force. So 
Legend Boo Foundation is helping her with her education today. Um, she attends our school. I have sent her money that I had to one of Legend's contacts. He is buying all the pens from her every day. So it appears that she's selling her pens and is able to attend school. So we got a lot of blue pens. <laughs> um, we, we, we can't disclose any information about her because of her family safety reasons, but we definitely need um, your support and any kind of support to uh, help young adults such as Roya go back to school. I just love that you, that legend, that you're taking on this, this mission um, and making it your own and just the, all of the good that you're doing. Uh, it, and so it is that, you know, just as one story can make such a difference, one donation can as well. And, you know, sure, a small donation, it's not going to change the world, but a small donation can absolutely change one person's world. So when it comes to the Legend Group Foundation and the work that you're doing there, I'd love to hear an example of how a small donation, what can a small donation do for a child like Raya in Afghanistan? Absolutely, you're right. Um, but for only $35 per month, you can provide a child with their school tuition, books, stationary supplies, lunch, snacks, uniforms, and so many other things. Uh, you will also be in touch with this sponsored, with your sponsored child uh, to learn more about them, their progress, progress in school and um, a life in general. So your commitment is truly life-changing for a child in Afghanistan. And we have a saying that be a legend, save a child. I love that. I love it. And <laughs> Um, you know, just such a small amount can go so far in the life of another one and the life of a child. So um, thank you so much, Jazz, for the work that you're doing, for sharing your story, for sharing Roya's story, for helping all of us become just a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.